Welcome to Dogs on Demand, where we talk about Mississippi State sports, the outdoors, and college life in Starkville. I am one of your co-hosts, Wilson Benton. Our other co-host, Caleb Ward. I know, don't hate on me. Don't hate on me. Caleb will be back next week, but with him having work, and this week, his excuse for this week is his truck broke down. So, I know y'all may get frustrated. You know, where's Caleb? Where's Caleb? He'll be back next week. So, that being said, I have our fill-in host, Mason Cox, with me today. Good to be back. Yeah. Um, and then we also have a very special guest this week. He is a former Diamond Dog Mississippi State student, Mr. Benjamin Bell. Benjamin, how you doing? I'm doing good. I appreciate y'all having me on here. Yeah, so why don't y'all why don't you give me a, a brief introduction? Just tell everybody who you are, kinda like where you're from and your background. All right, well, I'm from Madison, Mississippi, just like Wilson is, and uh, I am a, I guess I'm about to be a fifth year here at State. I just finished up my senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm majoring in civil engineering, which is where I met Wilson, and um, and Mason, for that matter. Got a lot of classes together, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, I played baseball my freshman year up here, and um, after baseball, I changed majors from finance to engineering and so yeah that's I kind of got a year behind in school with that but here we are I mean you only get a short amount of time I like to play baseball and I can definitely understand you know chasing your dreams and wanting to be on that field I mean let's just say that I wish that I would have been in those shoes you know (laughs) just uh not many people get to say that but just talking about your time on the baseball team and, you know, coming up from high school, what was it like in uh, being recruited by state and how, how did that kind of happen? How did you kind of get approached by Mississippi State? Yeah, so my recruiting story is a lot different probably from a lot of your a lot of your Mississippi State baseball players. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't consider myself as that, like, really sought-after guy that yeah. a lot of, like, you know, your – a lot of your Mississippi State baseball players are. Right. Um, so, I'll try to – y'all want the short version or long version? Whatever you want to give. <laughs> um, let's see. So, I'll try to try to condense it down the best I can. Um, baseball recruiting typically happens pretty early as far as, like, you know, a lot of times a school has their recruiting class kind of put together – by the time you're around like a junior in high school yeah. or so, at least with their scholarships. Well, that's one thing I was – I'm still surprised about it. And it's, I think it's kind of more different in baseball is that they'll have people in ninth grade committing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's just crazy to me. You're like, how how are you committing an eighth grader, yeah. ninth grader to a D1 program? But, yeah. I mean, that's just really kind of how they do it in baseball a lot of times. Right. That's just kind of how it is. And some of that – has to do with the fact that you know you got 11.7 scholarships for yeah. a 35 man roster and that it just it makes it tough but uh yeah i mean there's a lot of kids recruit or commit really early mm-hmm. but for me um so i played football and baseball in high school and um the summer between my sophomore and junior year um i had a I hurt my ankle. I had to go get an MRI and all that. It just started bothering me at football workouts. You know, I was running routes, cutting back and forth. I, um, you know, I, and it was hurting. But then, meanwhile, I was going to play 
baseball games, summer games in the afternoon. It wasn't bothering me. I could run in a straight line. I was playing baseball fine, but, you know, it was football that was messing, that was hurting it and went to the doctor, went and got MRI, had a partially torn tendon in my ankle. Mm. So, and he wanted to do surgery. Well, it was, my biggest asset for both of my sports was my speed. Yeah. So, um, we opted to not get the surgery and I just wasn't going to play football that year. I was going to focus on baseball. Mm-hmm. So that was a big, a big year for me. I took a, you know, pretty big steps in baseball that year. Um, cause I mean, I, I kind of went all over going to showcases and stuff like that, trying to get seen. And, uh, one thing about me is like, you know, a lot, these college coaches, you kind of have to, one thing you have to kind of pass is like the eye test well right i didn't pass the eye test i'm yeah. you know five eight five nine it was buck 45 in high school so definitely didn't pass the eye test but like i said i could run um mm-hmm. you know had pretty good hands i could you know i was gonna put the bat on the ball could feel pretty well but you know as far as i didn't have much pop and my arm strength was you know was definitely lacking so i had some really good tools but i definitely had some tools and needed some work Mm-hmm. And so to kind of get into it, that junior year, um, I was getting a little bit of interest from some smaller schools and uh, and some JUCOs. And then, matter of fact, you know, went to Mississippi State camp and uh, one of the assistants, you know, he really liked my swing. But it was just kind of a strength thing, like I was saying. So um, never didn't really have like contact with them or anything, you know, throughout that year. Um, had a pretty good junior season, um, but still, like, going into uh, my senior year, I mean, here I am. I just played my, my senior football season. I still don't have any baseball offers. And so it was kind of getting to the point where I was like, well, I mean, what's going to happen? And it was like, you know, yeah, I, like any kid, I dreamed of playing college baseball. But, you know, at the same time, I knew what a commitment it was. So it was almost kind of like, you know, um, I, like I was going to work as hard as I could for it, but like, it was kind of whatever happens, happens for me. So, um, right before my senior year or my senior season started, it was January and I was going to kind of make one little last, um, you know, one little last shot at some showcases just to kind of see what happened. And, uh, I'd, you know, put a bat and a ball down for a little while during that football season. And I picked it back up, and I just got a lot stronger, honestly. I still wasn't just some, you know, just big old dude that was going to, yeah. you know, hit it out of the yard or anything. But, like, I just – I guess I just grown a little bit and just kind of had a better feel for things and um, was swinging it really, really well for me. And um, so, I mean, I was kind of – had some high hopes going to some of these showcases, like, you know, rake for them, you know, to see the improvements that I've made. And, uh, I went to, I went to, so it was a weekend and Saturday I was going to go to ULM. Sunday I was going to go to Mississippi state. And so I go down to ULM, did awful, <laughs> like <laughs> terrible. Um, and you know, like just everything it just wasn't good and I, I was <laughs> I'll never forget I was so frustrated it was like man like maybe it's just not God's plan for me to to play college ball like you know I mean you know I'm about to start my season here in a few weeks like I mean no like don't have an offer yeah I mean no one's really talking to me it was just kind of weird and like I said I did have some schools talking to me 
you know, that year before, but it all just kind of gone dead for whatever reason. Um, and anyway, so I didn't even want to go to the state camp the next day. Um, I was just like pretty defeated about it. And, uh, my parents were like, no, nah, we're going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you might as well go, but I can understand you probably being a little bit low on confidence going into that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just, I'd been to so many of these things and yeah, I played so much summer ball. I've played in front of a lot of, a lot of scouts at this point. And it's kind of like, if it hasn't happened yet, like, you know, it's, I mean, it's really, is it going to happen? You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Did, uh, what was the, did you have an attitude change going to that state work, uh, that state showcase? I mean, I kind of, between the, the really bad performance That's, I had yeah. on Saturday and, you know, the drive up to Starkville from Addison the next morning, I, you know, I kind of got my mind right. It's like, okay, put yesterday behind me. Like, I'm better than that. Yeah. You know, let's go, let's go mm-hmm. put our best foot forward. That, I mean, and Mississippi State won't be the only school with this thing. I mean, there's going to be junior colleges and smaller schools right. there, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I I went – in baseball, you can't get too high, you can't get too low. And uh, I was definitely too low after the, you know, leaving <laughs> leaving the Saturday camp. And uh, But, I you know, I'd gotten over it and, and gotten where I, my mind where it needed to be going up to Starkville that morning. And uh, so we get to get to state that day in the Palmyra Center. And, like, at the beginning of each showcase or camp, whatever you want to call it, the camp coordinator addresses, you know, the whole camp and all the parents that are there. And uh, anyway, this I don't know if y'all remember Mike Brown. He was uh, one of the assistants on that staff back then. Yeah. He was the third base coach. And so um, Mike Brown was the coach that liked my swing, um, you know, that year before. Right. And, you know, uh, he had – he had seen me play at like a at a summer game since then, so he knew who I was, and uh, he like saw me in the crowd as he was addressing the camp, yeah. and he like stopped and came up to me and was like, like you know, hey Ben, like good to see you, and like shook my hand. I like I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe that that just happened. Like right. he like he just stopped, you know, and came and talked to me. So that definitely made me feel good. But anyway, I, I mean, I, I went out there and. It wasn't like a, it was just like a fluke day. I mean, I just went and did what I knew I was capable of doing. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hit well and I went out there and I ran a good 60 time. Just like, I mean, that was one thing that was always consistent for me was my, mm-hmm. my speed. So, um, and they, they, you could tell they're, you know, liking it. And cause we had like mm-hmm. group BP and, um, you know, they, they let me hit a, a little more than some of the, the other people and then um right there towards the end of the day uh you know coach gotro watched me watch me hit a couple of rounds and um and you know they the t- coaches told me to you know stick around after the after the camp and uh next thing i know i'm in the coach's office talking about yeah. coming in as a preferred walk-on and i was just it was just like I mean, it was it was just a surreal it's a feeling i'll never forget because like that just that's just not how it usually goes down for so was that your first off, offer? Was my one and only offer was wow was Mississippi State. Your and only I mean, offers to a D one school. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, it wasn't a scholarship at that yeah. point. I, I mean, the scholarship money was long gone by that point. I mean, I'm right. about to start my senior season. I mean, scholarship money is probably two years gone. Yeah. Um. But you know, here I am getting a shot. 
to come compete for a spot on an SEC baseball team, I'm not going to turn that down. Right. Now, I mean, and I did have, you know, a, a junior college starting to kind of get on me some there, mm-hmm. but then, like, you know, I get that opportunity. It's like, I mean, I, I'm going to take the chance and, yeah. and come right. try this. So, um, so that's kind of my recruiting story. It's not uh, how most people went da- – how most SEC baseball players – recruiting story went down but that's how mine went down yeah well that's definitely unique and uh very unique. i think that's that's pretty cool to be honest with you yeah. uh, it's not the but, traditional yeah <laughs> it's, it's definitely not but just talking about your time on that team can you tell us kind of a couple of the players that you were real close with during that time and what was the kind of day-to-day life of being a mississippi state baseball player yeah, so um, there's still, you know, a couple guys, like, obviously we had the guys that were my age, and we all lived in the dorms on the yeah. same hall. Like, that that was really cool. Like, you know, I would say, like, uh, you know, Brandon Smith, Bryce Brock, Christian McLeod. Mm-hmm. We were all pretty close, um, which, of course, Christian, he's he's gotten drafted and um, – and is playing pro ball. Bryce has transferred somewhere else. Brandon, uh, I guess you know he he's kind of future you know, undecided right I, now. I, I don't know, but um, but I, well, he did. He went through senior day, so I don't. You know, I'm not sure. I yeah. guess. But uh, but anyway, yeah, those are some of the guys that that I was real close with, and still, you know, keep in touch with them fairly. Mm-hmm. Probably not as well as as I need to be, but um. But anyway, yet yeah, those guys, and then you know you had some other older guys too. Like it was obviously really cool um, being teammates with guys like you know Jake Mangum and yeah. Elijah McNamee. That was their that was their senior year, right? And uh, you know like like but Jake and Elijah both like took me and the other freshman outfielders under right. their wing and um and just you know helped us a ton. So like those are, I mean, two great guys and and obviously great ball players too. Yeah, I. I can only imagine going out your first day to take outfield practice and being in line behind a Jake Mangum or an Elijah McNamee and being like, what have I just got myself it, into? It was wild because, you know, like I said, being in high school and not being that, like, you know, top player in the country or state or yeah. whatever, you know, I, I wasn't one of those kids that was just told, like, you know. <laughs> how You're so how, good. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, like, it was just – and then, like, after I had gotten the opportunity that – that my senior year in high school and committed and stuff and watching watching the guys I was about to be teammates with yeah the next year and that you know they made that magical run at the end of the year you know mm-hmm. the uh, Tallahassee Regional the Vandy Supers you know all that stuff just watching mm-hmm. them like like I'm about to go be teammates with those guys and be competing for a spot on that team in the fall it was just kind of right. and yeah I mean showing up and <laughs> And like at practice with them, the first honestly for a little while there, it was just like, wow, this is happening. Um, it was it was definitely it. It took a couple practices to finally kind of like get out, calm down a little bit, and just like Settle actually in. start trying to play baseball. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, on one hand, you're there and you're kind of starstruck to a certain no, degree no doubt and i'm not afraid to say it like i definitely was for a little bit there but then you kind of have to realize i'm actually at practice like right. i got business to do yeah, yeah. i mean it, you got to finally realize like hey like, i'm here for a reason like yeah. i'm not you know 
uh, there's a reason they gave me the opportunity to come out here and try this. Like it's right, you know, to try to make the team. So it's it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's awesome. So I know the I know we're gonna talk about it probably a little later. Like that was a great season we had in, back in seventeen. Um, but what was the mentality like? You know, just the work ethic that they had expected out of y'all and the expectations you had as teammates for that season, just on a day to day. Like, what were your um, your goals set for that season before you know eventually making it to Omaha? Yeah, it was definitely to to win a national championship. I mean, a lot of those the that, guys on that team had just come back from Omaha. I mean, yeah, was that with the, Coach Andy? So uh, the whole the Canizzaro deal happened. The Canizzaro like, was the one who he was, was the, the one recruited. that uh, right. So yeah. I mean, he was the who I talked to. Yeah, who you know said, "Hey, we want you to come mm-hmm. compete for a spot in the, in the fall." Um, and then that whole deal went down a few weeks later. Yeah. And then you had you know Coach Henderson was the interim, mm-hmm. and then you had all you know the assistants were all still there. So everything still stood, and then you know Coach Lemonis got the job, and he honored everything, and you know yeah. let everybody come in. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, well, back to what Mason was asking me, like the the expectation was definitely to go win a, the national championship. Um, a lot of veteran guys, a lot of guys that had been to Omaha, and they knew what it took. They knew, yeah. you know, they yeah. So. so um, did that mentality change any after uh, that coaching debacle went down? Well, not well. The coaching deal went down my during my during high school for me. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Like in between that off season, I guess not because you wouldn't have. Oh, you're saying between the interim coach and the new? Yeah. Nah, I mean not really. I mean that all the everybody you know had the same common goal and um. It's Mississippi State baseball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Coach Lamonis made it known like, hey. You know, I'm here. I'm here to win a national championship, yeah. but, and obviously, all all the guys that you know, the new guys and the guys that you know had just come back from Omaha, definitely on the same page. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, er, you know, there's a lot of hard workers on the team, and and you know, like I keep saying, er, you know, a lot of those guys knew what it took to get there. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know what will I never really answered one of Wilson's questions earlier, like the daily life. Mm-hmm. Like how, how, how long were y'all having to practice every day? So, how many hours a week would you say? So like it kind of varied throughout the semester. Um, like right when you got there in the fall, we had some 6 a.m. workouts for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would have like, you know, shorter practices right there during those afternoons. And then, you know, there was all kinds of compliance rules and stuff like that too and you can you know practice for x amount of time x amount of days all that so um uh you know you had your little period during the fall where you're really getting after it and practices and uh and scrimmages and stuff like that and then the same thing kind of happens when you get back from uh christmas it's like Mm kind of the same pattern up until when the season starts so um but yeah i mean it's it's a it was a huge commitment i mean it's a full-time job yeah um, cause you, you know, you, you're either lifting in the morning then going to class, then practice most of the mm-hmm. afternoon. And then, uh, for the young guys, it was study hall most nights too. So, right. um, so yeah, I mean, it, it was just, it was a pretty, pretty full-time job. And then, you know, you usually got, you know, something 
maybe going on the weekends too, mm-hmm. especially during scrimmages and stuff like right. that. So, um, but I mean, it was def- it's a rewarding commitment at that. So, um, it, you know, it's, it, it was, it was a very cool experience overall, no doubt. Um, I mean, I was by no means, you know, the star player or anything. Right. I mean, but I mean, I, you know, went in there, competed all fall and, and even some into the spring and, and found myself, you know, on the roster, um, but I was kind of told up front, like, hey, um, I've got a spot for you this year, but I don't have a spot for you next fall. So it was kind of left up to me, like, hey, you know, I can take a red shirt, transfer and play somewhere else, try all yeah. that, or I can, you know, enjoy this for a year, yeah. transfer, but just not have the year of eligibility or, you know, enjoy it for a year just stay here at school right and that's what i opted to do i just kind of knew like you know like i said it was a very it was a fun and rewarding experience for sure but i kind of realized like you know i don't know if i want to do this for four or five years um especially if i can't do it in mississippi state i don't know if i want to do it anywhere else and especially you know if you had gotten an offer from like a a d2 school or a junior college the year after that it would have been kind of, I would imagine, pretty disappointing going from everything Mississippi State has to offer you to, you know, going into a junior college situation. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, you know, it kind of came down also, ultimately, it was like how much I really love the game. Like, yeah. you got to love, love, love the game to do that. Like, because like I said, it's a full-time job. It's a full-time commitment. Um, I mean, that's got to be like your number one passion. For me, that's hunting i mean that's just kind of how i'm wired but and like i love baseball and i still do and i and i really enjoyed my my time playing it but um but yeah it just uh whenever i you know realized that i wasn't gonna be doing this at mississippi state and be the next jake mangum it was just kind of like okay well i mean how happy am i for real doing this every day and seeing me i just couldn't see myself doing it anywhere else for for three or four more years so i decided to uh to enjoy enjoy the ride and i did and looking back at it now it's really cool to say that i that i was able to do that and you know and i'm thankful that i was given the opportunity to do it and uh and now i'm i'm living the the normal college kid (laughs) life (laughs) yeah well you got the you got the opportunity to do something like you said that most people don't get the opportunity to do and you know in your time there were only what 35 guys who got to play for mississippi state baseball in that year and then go all the way to omaha and you right. know duke it out so you definitely have experience that most people can't attest to um, no doubt that very much a blessing too i mean there's a lot of really really good baseball players that just you they just don't get yeah. the opportunity i mean with baseball it's just there's so many good players it's, with the recruiting thing. It's kind of like you just got to be seen at the right time by the right person. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, that's just kind of how it is. And unless you're just some phenom mm-hmm. that everybody wants. Yeah. But there's just a lot of really good players that that you'll see at smaller schools or, you know. And yeah. I a lot mean, of they're, guys that get they're, overlooked. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, there's SEC caliber players, in my opinion, and any, you know, Juco – D two, D three, N A. I mean, all of them. Yeah, yeah. They just don't. It's kind of like who, who can you get eyes on? Or yeah, 
who exactly. gets eyes on you exactly at the right you yeah. know at the right time yeah. when you're doing the right thing kind of thing. yeah um so yeah very blessed to to have been given yeah. that opportunity for sure well i know that you probably have some interesting or funny stories or just some good memories from the baseball team so could you maybe share a couple of those yeah um let's see i mean there's there are a lot of a lot of good fun and cool memories for sure um some of my favorite games were like let's see we played lsu on a thursday night at the dude Mm -hmm. um and it was just it was rocking for especially for a thursday night and it was on espn that was just like i don't know just that i don't know if it was just that the atmosphere is great at the dude every weekend but like there's just something about that night for me at least it was just it was one of those games that kind of stuck with me just being in the dugout watching um and you know we won that game and i think we did lose that series i'm pretty sure um but i don't we didn't lose many many series that year not but, back uh, in those days yeah but uh but anyway that that was a really fun game that was definitely one that stuck with me another one was like the Sunday game against Auburn, y'all might remember it. It was like the final score was like twenty, like both teams scored like twenty runs. It was wow. crazy, um, but uh, that that was a fun one, fun one to sit there and watch. And uh, my favorite, one of my favorite overall weekends was probably Southern Miss um, because so a little bit how it worked was like in the non-conference games you can play with 35 guys mm-hmm. and I was on the 35 man roster yeah. but for SEC and like postseason it was 25 or 27 and uh I wasn't on that roster so yeah but in that Southern Miss series um I got to pinch run in the uh in the Friday game and the Sunday game so I touched the field yeah. And uh, so, I mean, it was cool. And that that was in front of a pretty big crowd, both yeah. of those. Because, like, the other times I went in was, like, midweek games when we were, like, really beating somebody. And, you know, not many people were really there at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that was a, a cool weekend. And then, like, we we ended up winning the Series 2 out of 3. Uh, TA walked it off on Sunday. Like, it, that was just a fun weekend. Um, that was probably one of the first few of many that he's had. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, uh and then there obviously some some funny times just in the locker room and yeah. and things like that and uh and yeah, I mean there there's a lot of a lot of cool fun memories uh during that during that year for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I may put you in a little bit of a hard spot here, but I just want to have your thoughts on kind of let me just ask you straight, straight. What do you think went wrong this past year? Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna point any fingers or blame yeah. it on you know anybody or anything. I just, uh, well, the ball just didn't bounce our way this year <laughs> in a lot of situations. Right. I mean. Baseball is a very, very hard game, uh, needless to say. And, you know, there are just a lot of times where, like, we just – we couldn't seem to get the big hit when we needed it. or Yeah. And, and that's, like, not a discredit to the hitters we had in the lineup because, like, a lot of those hitters put up some really good numbers. It was just, like, you know, they just – it just didn't work out, you yeah. know. And it just kind of – it happened – that happened a lot, 
obviously we kind of had the injury bug. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it hurts bad when you lose arms. Um, yeah, especially uh, SEC pitcher of the year arms. No doubt. So um, it was, yeah, I mean, just I, that's what I think went, what went wrong. I, th- I wouldn't be fretting if I were a Mississippi State fan. Um, the, they're going to get it figured out. Yeah. They got they got the right leadership to uh to get that ship turned around pretty quick, I think. So Yeah. I was just kinda wanting the point of view of a former Diamond Dog on kinda what their thoughts were on the season, but you know, after your your season it stayed and kinda, you know, basically a life transition going from baseball and finance to kinda more focusing on what do I want to do, you know, long term in my future and I know you've mentioned that you ended up transferring to civil engineering, which is where we kind of got close. But then also, you know, looking into getting a lot more focused on hunting and filming hunts and stuff like that. So could you tell, I know you're really big into deer and turkey and a little bit of duck. Yeah. Can you tell us maybe some of your favorite hunting stories throughout your life? (laughs) Man, there's a, there's a lot. It's, it'd be hard for me to put a finger on, um, some of my you know like an all-time favorite or anything like that yeah um obviously you got the ones that stick with you like you know your first year um you know my dad being there like and just coming up like hunting with your with your dad and your family like so many Mm -hmm. just just good memories there as far as just like really just awesome hunts um one that'll always stick with me would be well back up a little bit um like wilson said deer turkeys little ducks too i love it all but like turkey hunting is definitely like the one that i that's your bread and butter that's the most near and dear to my heart i guess yeah and i did actually you know i didn't start turkey hunting until i was like 12 i think something like 12 13 years old it was just kind of one of those i was always really intrigued in turkey hunting but i didn't really really get into it until mm-hmm. well we were you know fortunate to get some land that had turkeys on them that yeah. i could really go well that's um, key that's that's a big deal <laughs> you can't hunt turkeys where they're not in that it. is exactly right so <laughs> um and so it took you know just a lot of tr- and my dad didn't turkey hunt growing up either and my dad's from the delta so he grew up duck and deer hunting so um i was just kind of like there's a learning curve yeah. a big learning curve um i was able to kill my first two turkeys you know but with me calling them up myself i did not do that my first year of hunting yeah uh you know i I think my first turkey was pure luck um just right place the right time uh honestly the first two probably were (laughs) but uh i after you know that i've there you know had a couple of mentors some guys that taught me a whole lot but anyway yeah love the turkey hunt um but last spring, spring of 2021, me and my younger brother, Andrew, had just a, like, just magical turkey hunt. Um, and I got it on video. Uh, videoing skills might not be the best there because I was, I was uh, up in, like, some hardwoods with the camera on autofocus. Probably shaking. And just a rookie mistake. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know i was you know calling that trying to call the turkey in film through woods and you know talked to my brother who was on the same tree right beside me kind of you know 
when to he needed to move and this and that so mm-hmm. definitely some like shaky footage there and um you know now i didn't even know how to put my camera on uh manual focus then so yeah because i mean it was like most of the time i'm filming myself and i just kind of needed it on autofocus so i wasn't even worried about it and all it is is like a, a punch of a button on the viewfinder to change it like it mm-hmm. was a very easy fix but anyway that turkey just um I mean, he gobbled and gobbled and gobbled, and um, a hen flew down right there in front of us, and and you could see like the hen start going towards the gobbler, and you're like, okay, well, this is how it's supposed to go down. Like, this hunt's probably going to be over in a minute. You know, they're going to get together, and that's gonna that's they're going to go it. enjoy they're their day. Shut up! And, yeah, they're going to go enjoy their day. Well, that's just not what happened. Um, I don't know for whatever <laughs> reason. I mean, uh, the hen just kind of hung around us for a little bit because i we kept calling back and forth yeah and um so she kind of hung around the gobbler finally just kept coming to us and then before you know it they're both out there in front of us and then the hen just kind of goes quiet and i'm still calling at the gobbler and he's just gobbling and everything and he's out there drumming and i mean it was just one of those picture perfect high pressure like bluebird mornings like everything the stars just like aligned that morning yeah and you know eventually um the turkey you know came up and he kind of got a little uneasy and we you know weren't able to shoot and he started started putting and i was like well it's over now and he he just kind of got right back on the other side of the ridge and starts gobbling again so then i just got like real aggressive and the hen got involved again and the hen started coming in and just pulled the gobbler right there behind her and this the footage uh and at least the audio of having that hen come in and the turkey just gobbling right there behind her was just it was just a picture perfect hunt and anyway That's uh, awesome. they end up coming all the way in and and my my brother shot the turkey right there in front of us and and so yeah that video you're saying mm-hmm. uh filming hunts i like i said yeah i did film that one and it is on it is on youtube so give yourself a little shout out yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out what's, to what's that youtube channel, channel? It's just Benjamin Bell. Um, I've got a few a few turkey hunts from this past season, and a few from the year before that up on there. So, so you've been filming uh, YouTube videos for a little while now. Um, what made you decide to get into that? I just so growing up, like watching hunting. Not if you came into my bedroom, you would just see like just old shelves lined up with hunting DVDs. Yeah. So I just I I love to hunt. I just watch those DVDs all the time. And, um, and I just was always intrigued and like, you know, wanting to get stuff on video. Like when mm-hmm. I, I was all like younger, I was always trying to film stuff with my phone and all that. And I was finally like, you know what? I want to like start bringing a camera with me. And so, um, I started off like a little camcorder, uh, and got a few good hunts on camera with that or on video. And I was like, you know, like I like doing this. I, you know, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. getting something nicer and and really like getting some good stuff yeah. on on video and putting it on youtube um so that's what i ended up doing i got you know a nice uh i think it's a canon xa50 i got it for my 21st birthday with a you know a really good quality mic on it and uh mm-hmm. just kind of going from there i'm no professional cameraman or editor or anything like that i just kind of bring the camera along with me try to film what's going on and then 
I think my the editing software I use on my laptop was like a I don't think it costs more than like ten, fifteen dollars and just yeah, edit, you know, just cut cut some things, whatever, get it all put together and just kind of roll with it. Yeah. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, you've been pretty successful, I would say, doing that. You've got videos with over twenty thousand views and you know, your channel's done well for itself, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, I was just doing it just for the fun of it. Um, yeah. I'm not trying to become the next YouTube famous hunter or any, by any means. Um, I just, you know, wanted to kind of share what I got on video and and just threw it out there. Really didn't do much advertising. I did, you know, I'd post something on my, my Instagram story mm-hmm. with like a little snippet of the video with like a YouTube link under it. Yeah. But yet, some of those videos really have gotten a lot of views. But like, I, I don't just have like thousands of subscribers or anything. Yeah. Um, so I don't really know how the like YouTube logarithm works. But apparently, they circle circulated around a little bit, and and some people have watched them. So yeah, well, it's definitely awesome just to see that you're uh, that you're able to take your passion and share it with you know other people, and there's yeah. been. Well, it's been well received to some extent. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. I've I've definitely enjoyed doing it and plan on just to keep doing it in the future. So yeah, so kind of focusing on your future, and you're in civil engineering, and you'll be finishing up this next year. Kind of where do you see the Lord, lead, like leading you, and kind of what what are you expecting in your your near future? How do you expect that to look like? Yeah, I mean, so. Like, you know, the whole, just kind of backing up from that, um, the Lord's just been real faithful through my, through my college years, um, you know, after the whole, the baseball thing ended and I was actually pretty ahead of the game in my major, um, I could be out of here if I, if you would start with finance, (laughs) right. But I mean, I just, I wasn't just that interested in it and I really didn't know what I wanted to do and, um, but I found I didn't I didn't think it was finance. Um, but uh, before college, I had looked at like civil engineering some, but not much, and was kind of you know intrigued by it, I guess. But like knew I wasn't gonna be able to do it with baseball, and so. Uh, but once baseball ended, I just kind of kept feeling this like you know tug on my heart, like engineering, <laughs> and uh, so or civil engineering and. And, you know, after a lot of thought and prayer, I pulled the trigger right there. Like, the day classes started in my sophomore year. Yeah. It was very much a scramble to get my schedule switched around and stuff. But anyway, yeah, so, and I've definitely never been, like, the smartest in the room. I've kind of, I'm not, like, I'm not calling myself, like, dumb or anything. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I, I've had to, always been the guy that, like, really had to study hard for my grades and stuff like that. So, there are some times when I started engineering and really just throughout all the years where it was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I imagine it was a good little change of pace going from financing to oh my, it was, civil engineering. Well, like my freshman year, I was taking on like the freshman electives and stuff. It yeah. was just kind of a breeze. And then next thing I know, you know, chemistry, calculus, like yeah. all kind of stuff. Well, funny story, like I was taking a business cow 
I took business Cal my freshman year, and then I'm mm-hmm. thinking Cal one like, oh, well, that'll just kind of be a a refresher. Easy money. by like week two of Cal one, we had done everything that I yeah. learned in business Cal. <laughs> so yeah, it was a quick a quick wake up call for sure. But uh, but no, like I was saying, there's definitely some times where I was like, man, like, I don't know if this is gonna work for me. But like like oh, I was geez. saying, yeah. But the the Lord has just been faithful, and you know He's helped me get through it over the years, and. And now here we are, you can kind of start seeing the light in the tunnel. And um, as far as, you know, what my future holds, uh, I, I would like to end up back in Madison working somewhere. Um, but, you know, we'll see wherever the wherever the Lord leads me. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that's kinda, awesome. Yeah. You know, it doesn't ever get easier, though. You just keep going uphill nah, I know, all the I, way to graduation. <laughs> yeah, they say that civil engineering, there's a hump, that it gets easier. Or at it's least that's not, what they tell you freshman year. That's, what, that's my, That was my expectation. Yeah. That's kind of yeah. what I always thought, too. But you no, know, Like senior yeah. year be a breeze. Maybe yeah. senior year, yeah. but so far, it's been... It's like, been a I, I wish I could go awful. back to calculus and Chem 1. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I agree or not. <laughs> wow. But like, well, for me at that time, I had not even, I never took a calculus class in high school or anything. So like calculus was completely new to me. And so it was like learning a different language for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I would want to go back to those days or not. <laughs> yeah. But well, no, they definitely ain't gotten any easier either. Don't get me wrong. Right. So let's go ahead and talk about, the college world series a little bit since since we're here so i predicted notre dame and stanford to make it to the 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 final uh the final games and i had stanford winning which i think they were the the first out on their side of the bracket (laughs) so and and, i unfortunately picked the same teams but giving notre dame the win well i mean notre dame just knocked off the best team in the country so it was definitely a fair and no, I Stan- thought they were going to make more of a run than they did. Right. Stanford was so. the number two national seed. So, yeah. but Oklahoma, congratulations to them. I yeah. couldn't tell you a single player on their team, but they, I just keep looking and I just Oklahoma wins. Oklahoma wins. Shout out to my wild card pick at AM for hanging in there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just Oklahoma's through and. The other team made it. Shall, bump, shall not be named. They, I had a, I had a feeling, and I've had a feeling all along that they were, they were gonna make a run. I was just hoping that it wasn't this far, and now, now we're here, and I, I don't know how I feel about. It. Well, I know how I feel about it, but I'd rather not. I'd rather keep that to myself. <laughs> Let's go Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. Ben, what are your thoughts on the College World Series so far? Well, um, like baseball every year, you just never know what's going to happen. And here we are. We've got the last team in the tournament. And um, I don't, Oklahoma wasn't a national seed either. No, neither team were your, seeds at all. Those are your two teams playing for a national championship. So um, you just that's what makes it such a beautiful game. You never know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously two very talented, great teams about to face off and, um, you just, you never know what's going to happen. Obviously, you know, Ole Miss having to play an extra game today, um, and having to use their, their, you know, their number one pitcher, Yeah, you know, that doesn't, 
on paper it doesn't bode as well for them as it does for Oklahoma, who's only played three games and is, has been chilling for a couple of days now. Yeah. But you I know, just like I said, you just never know what's going to happen because look at what Mississippi State did last year. They had to play Texas a second time, and right. I'm pretty sure we pitched we Bednar. Pitched Bednar, and it's very it's so similar to the run that we exactly. Made. And then you know Vandy didn't had have to play. Pitches. Yeah, they didn't have to play NC State because of the whole COVID thing. Their two stud pitchers are just chilling for a while. You know, their yeah. whole team was rested up. They came out there and, um, and Smacked you know, us that first they, game. Yeah, they did. And but I mean, then look at how the rest of the series. I mean, it was really one one bad inning yeah. that Vandy, yeah. you know, got the best of us, and the rest of the series is pretty much all Mississippi mm-hmm. State. But anyway, so all that to say, yes, Ole Miss is a little bit. Their arms are a little more depleted. They're definitely going to be a little more of a tired. You know, they've played more and all this and that, but you just don't know what's going to happen. And I just – just watching them, you can tell, like, they have the the it factor. They do. They've got it. And it's it's so – oh, it just – it pisses you off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I mean – They definitely learned a thing or two about the guys that we had on our team last year. Well, no doubt. Well, they have, you know – a little bit of a similar situation in that, like, you know, Justin Bench, Tim Elko, Kevin Graham, uh, they just have a lot of veteran guys that could have gone pro last year if they wanted to, yeah. but they wanted to come back. They wanted to do what they're about to do, play for right. a national championship. Yep. And so, and it was kind of the same deal with us last year, you know, with Tanner Allen and Rowdy and them coming back, like, which, you know, they had the whole COVID deal, but, like, you know, they came back and, and they came back and they won a national championship. Just having those veteran guys is really big, um, especially on this, you know, this big stage. Yeah. So, Ole Miss has won after uh, having to duke it out with Arkansas after losing one, came back and won last. Yeah, uh, today. One today. Yeah. And, you know, now they're set. They're going to Omaha. Um what is what does the mentality in the locker room look like as a former player getting ready to go to the national championship and to play Oklahoma for it all or you know the respective yeah. team? Well, um, I know you're nervous. Like you got to be nervous. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, I would think I didn't get to go like to Omaha and stuff when I was on the team because like once postseason hit, okay, the roster got cut down. Yeah. But I mean, I'm sure it's the same exact way. It's it's been you know the they're gonna be the same exact way that they've been you know all season long because the mentality they've had all season long is what you know got them to the point that they're at now so right um they're just gonna kind of i think both teams would just be you know stick with the same mindset you know they came to omaha with all the same goal of winning the national championship and and so now for both of them, they're just gonna have the you know it's time yeah. to go do it. Predictions? Yeah. What are you? What, what are y'all saying? <laughs> like I said, it's hard to predict what's gonna happen in baseball. Um, you just never know. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Both teams are are playing really well. They're both hot. Like I said a minute ago, yes, Oklahoma is more rested, but who's gonna win, Ben? I don't know, Wilson. I don't. You gotta know. give us a. Give us an answer. Yeah. I, I don't know if I can give you an answer. Do I have to have to have to give you an answer? Yeah, we need an answer. I don't know. I bet we all pick the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mason, why don't you go ahead and tell us? <laughs> well let Ben think on it yeah. a little bit. Well, as much as it pains me to say it, 
I see a very similar situation to our College World Series run where Ole Miss wins in three. I don't know where that loss ends. Where that loss is, if it's the first game or second, more than likely I would say it'd be the first game, and then they proceed to get their stuff together, come back, and win two. Yeah. Um, as much as I don't want to see that happen, this would I'm based on the way they've been playing. That's the way I see it panning out. Ben. You can go, Wilson. <laughs> Oklahoma in two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, yeah. I got to go with that. Oklahoma in two. You got it or do you believe it? Oh, it's deep down in my heart. Huh? Deep down? Yeah, Oklahoma yeah. in two. Fair enough. Fair they enough. haven't lost a game. That's true. That's I'll true. be honest, y'all. I hadn't watched a game, any of Oklahoma's games. I don't know I a saw, single player on their team. I saw bits and pieces of like the Notre Dame game when they beat Notre Dame. Yep. I saw bits and pieces of the their very first game where they beat a and M, right? Yeah. Um, so I really and you know I just haven't been I hadn't watched them all year. I really don't know, but I mean obviously here they are. They went three and zero. So well, they've got a they've got a good ball club. I mean, I watched them uh, bits and pieces of that Notre Dame game and. You know, they turned it on when they needed to. And then I also watched bits and pieces of that second game with A&M. And same story, you know, they just came out there and did what they needed they to do. They were better. Yeah, and they won their ball game. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know how they're going to shape up when they play Ole Miss. Uh, I hope to God they win. But, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just can't ever tell, like you said. It's the, it's the national championship and anything can happen. Yeah, no doubt. It's kind of like. When it's your time, it's just your time. That, yeah. You know, you're going to get the lucky bounces and things like that. You're going to get the big hit. Um, so, I don't know. Are y'all still going to make yeah, you pick one? Pick. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a, a three-game series. Um, honestly, I think it might have something to do with whether or not uh, Delusia can come back and pitch again. Yeah, if he can, well, Bednar if, pitched the third game. Right, so if, they, if Ole Miss can force, mm-hmm. or, you know, heck, they might win it in two. Who knows? Or Oklahoma might win it in two. But if there's a game three and Ole Miss can bring Delusia back on the mound, Ole Miss is going to be it's, very, very, yeah. very hard to beat that yeah. day. Yeah, I agree. That's why I said Oklahoma in two. <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma's got to get done quick and early. If they don't get it in two, it's not going to happen. More than likely not. But like, like, uh, like we mentioned, I haven't been keeping up with Oklahoma baseball yeah. all season. Yeah. I don't know a lot about their team. I don't know yeah. a lot about their bullpen. That's why I don't want to make a prediction because I just know how how baseball goes and <laughs> pick. And you just well, it sounds like Ole Miss don't three, know what's going to happen. I I'm probably probably look. I've I've got some Ole Miss ties. Like you can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. I'll give you that. Uh, well, there you go, dogs. Yeah. All right, well, the dogs on the man crew will be watching very closely and cheering very hard for the Sooners. Praying. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, we'll, we're looking forward to it. And do either of y'all have any closing thoughts? No, I don't. I just, please God, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, I mean, I don't have any closing thoughts on the World Series, but I just want to thank y'all again for for having me on here yeah. and 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 you know taking the time to to talk to me about my my college experience and and other yeah. things and I I really enjoyed it so well y'all be sure to go follow Ben on Instagram and 
YouTube. go check out a couple of his hunting YouTube videos. They're they're pretty good. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, um, this has been Dogs on Demand. Hope to see you all in the next episode.